What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe. Personally, I like the university. They gave us money and facilities. We didn't have to produce anything. You've never been out of college. You don't know what it's like out there. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. Adam K., the brewmeister. I was just exercising. I taped 20-minute workout on my machine and played it back at high speed, so it only took 10 minutes. I got a great workout. And the lovely Lady M. That's the bedroom, but nothing ever happened in there. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. some uh, fancy dancy pink shorts today, huh? Yeah, you know, I'm going for a run later. Are you back on the running? Kick? I am. I am. I got lost yesterday, actually, on my run, or two days ago. I started running, and next thing I know, I was like five miles away from my house, and I had to run back, and then I had to go to work, so I was actually on a time constraint. <laughs> I get lost running all the time. <laughs> it's a common occurrence. Yes, I'm very bad with directions, so I uh, often get lost absolutely you know i can't believe nobody else noticed the ghostbuster intro what go i didn't miss the ghostbuster intro. yeah all the clips for the intro were all ghostbusters this week is there some kind of ghostbuster oh yeah 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 i normally don't pay attention to what john does oh it's colin oh, oh colin, colin if i know it was you pal i would have been more on the ball dude mad props for the ghostbusters appreciate it i'm here for you I, you know you know, they keep remaking all these movies, you know, because, you know, it's so old, but Ghostbusters is one that needs to be redone. No. Yeah. No. I think, so. I think the yeah. Superman no. needs to be redone. They're already Are done you, it four kidding, times. Right? <laughs> Listen, Emily brings this up because obviously on another one of our road trips, you know, I had to explain to Emily. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when she, when she argues with me when I'm shocked at how she doesn't know something, she doesn't understand my bewilderment and my amazement. So I had to kind of explain to her that in the world, mm-hmm. when things receive a certain echelon, they get to a certain peak of notoriety, culture, that it's just common that you can't be on Earth and not have been exposed to it. Allah, correct? The Godfather, so, perhaps? So, exactly. Something like the Godfather or whatever. So Superman. Ho- hold on. Oh let, me, let, me, let me work this up now. So I should never She have didn't know nothing about Superman. Wait. I've never Wait. seen... She no. didn't know what kryptonite was. She didn't know that his name was Kalal or he was from Krypton. Krypton. Well, okay, no, no. I'll give you the Kalal. Kal-El. That's fine. She didn't never heard Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, 
And, and she's like, I'm not in the comic books. I said, well, I'm not in the soccer. I know who Pele is. I know who Beckham That's it. is. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> this is it. I'm over. You have got to be kidding I me. Said, this is the most renowned superhero in the world. I've Forget never... America. Okay. The world. Three-year-olds in China know Superman. What's I've never... My three-year-old nephew can do all of this. I have never watched Superman. I've you never... Know, I'm not saying that she didn't know Spider-Man or Peter have... Parker or Mary Jane. Was but I can say that I but, do know Spider-Man. But I said, have you ever heard somebody say the phrase, that's my kryptonite? Or the word... She's like, I've heard the word. How can... I mean, you couldn't be on Earth for 24 years and not be exposed to Superman genre or, or, or phrases or... And I mean, she, come on, like... Can leap tall buildings at a single bound. Faster than a speeding bullet. I said it's a bird, it's a plane. More powerful than a locomotive. You have no idea what that is? No, she's got no idea. I, I, I quit. I'm so not, so I, then I she's quit. like, well, I'm just not interested. I said, you know, at, she didn't even know which team Pele played for. Yes, I did. Don't did lie. Don't lie. I'm all three of my daughters who didn't know. Yeah, I did. Emily. That's Emily. totally her I didn't know face, and I'm Emily. trying to hide it. you got to bring the daughters in, do it. <laughs> Emily. So, you know, it's Emily is just not one to really just care. My brain about hurts so much about this. I just don't, I think I just don't absorb things that I don't <laughs> care for. But, There's so, only so much absorption my brain can do. I just want you to understand, my problem is not so much in the fact that you don't know it. It's the fact that you're so surprised at my reaction when you yeah, don't know it. Yeah, well, you started, like, freaking out at me. As Superman. If, like, as if, like, there was oh, a dude. bomb that just dropped Superman. right in front of she us. She didn't know he was from another planet. Paging high sense. Martha, thank you. Ken. I'm just saying, I had never seen uh, a I Superman mean, movie, you know, period. Do you know what state he landed in? No. Kansas. What? Kansas. What is it? Smallville, Kansas. Smallville, Kansas. What, Kansas? That's where his little pod okay, I, Why would I know baby. that? I've never seen the movie. Never. It doesn't matter if you there haven't a seen show the movie. On, on, there was, this a, is there like was a show on for about 10 years mm-hmm. in your generation yeah. called Smallville. Did you ever hear of it? No. Oh, boy. Anyways, let's it, move on. Speaking uh, of that, eggs. My wife made me eggs this morning for breakfast. Off the top of your head, yeah. how many different ways can eggs be made? 25? Scrambled? No. Poached? Just, um, just give me a number. Like 10. That's seven. Seven. Pretty, Wait. Pretty crazy. It's got to be more than seven, right? It's seven legitimate ways. I mean, uh, you, how, how, you, know, you call egg salad a way to make eggs? Well, no, it's, got, all, no, it's hard, a hard-boiled egg. Hard-boiled, soft-boiled, poached, sunny side up, over easy. Scrambled and deviled. No, a devil egg is a, po- is a is a hard-boiled egg. No, but the yolk is done differently, and then it, it, the yolk is prepared differently. Well, then you can say that. Okay, then six. Then you can go on a thousand, because I make my, my devil eggs with six. avocado and hummus. So. I, omelet, omelet seven. An omelet is scrambled. Omelet's not scrambled. Well, Omelet okay. is not scrambled. An omelet, fine. Okay, what about Benedict. No, because that's a poached egg. No, that's just a poached egg I, on an English I muffin. don't eat eggs, so yeah, I, no. I have no idea. Adam doesn't care. Shocked, I tell you. Finally, I got it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, who, who sat down and said we need to keep recreating how we make this product at some point in history, right? Someone made the first egg and, no, that's not good enough. Let's see if we can make it this way. No, that's not good enough. Let's see if we can make it this way. I mean, really. I like it all different ways. We know you do. Ba-ching! Thank you very much. That goes back to, and that's the bedroom, and nothing's happened in there. <laughs> All right. That being said, this is already starting to sound like it's going to be an interesting show today. we got a lot of awesome people on. we got Mark Purcell, the new president of the IPCPR, on the show today. Now, I served under the former regime of his predecessor, 
So I'll have many, many interesting things to say later on in the show. Oh, boy. I will not be holding back, so do not turn that dial. Also, uh, Herklotz, one of the most probably elegant and suave mans in the industry, will be on today. So dapper. Dapper. The dapper man himself mm-hmm. will be on to talk about some of the new stuff from Nat Sherman. Uh, also, interesting author. Interesting author alert. We have a, do we have a sound bite for that? No. I like interesting it, author it's, alert. Interesting author alert. I just made it up. Start working on a sound intro, John. Um, we have um, Mr. I believe it's, his name is Duffy. Jack Duffy. Jack Duffy, who wrote the book The Man from 2063, which is all about the JFK assassination. Should be some very cool stuff. Talk about him later on the show. And as always, KMA, we like to give stuff away. If you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, we post a word every Friday on our social, on our social media pages. And when you hear that word, be the 10th caller, and you'll win a five-pack of cigars from Matt Sherman. Absolutely. That we'll get out to you today. And also, one of our wonderful friends and great sponsors, the great folks at Sycar, who make the finest cutters and lighters, guaranteed for life. Give away to our loyal listeners a special gift every week. And one of the fine folks at Sycar giving away today, Lady M. This week, when you're the 10th caller after hearing this sound... Um, we are going to give away a Pulsar Triple Flame lighter. This is going to be a silver lighter. And then one of the Cigar Cut Beaded Blast knives. Oh. It's a pretty cool little nifty knife. Um, you're looking at over an $80 value. $80 value. Prizes. When you hear that sound, give us a call. Try and wouldn't... open it so we can look at it. I know. Yeah, it's like a pocket knife. It's cool. It's actually a pocket knife. It could be a money holder. It could clip on your belt. It's it's a cigar cutter. Very cool. Great stuff from the fine folks at Zycar. Up ahead, Recluse Trivia and Cigar Tech. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Hey. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the Laurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the Laurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 90 
93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. This is Tom Reiner from David of Geneva, fourth generation of the family. What better to do on Saturday morning at 10 than listen to Kiss My Ash Radio? Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited production. Unlimited enjoyment. The lovely Lady M here. I want to invite you to join me and the girls of Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge inside the prestigious PGA National Resort. Four. Enjoy your favorite cigar while relaxed in a comfortable lounge setting of plush leather chairs and flat screen TVs. Open daily and late night, Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge has a full walk-in humidor, full liquor service, and complimentary valet services provided. For more information on Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge at the PGA National Resort, visit www.smokein.com. Smoke In, continuing the cigar journey like no other. I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And The Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I am your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, the Blue Meister, and the feisty lady on this morning. You are feisty. I'm on fire. Would you have jalapenos for breakfast? No. I actually, shoot, I had this almond butter, and then I got this email this morning from Costco. It's recalled. Don't eat Don't any be. of the almond butter from Costco, but he probably gets it for the girls. We were just talking about how healthy Emily Emily's like <laughs> vegan, trying to, can I talk about the D word? She's not using deodorant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I have deodorant. Yeah, because I I didn't know this, but I guess the deodorant causes breast cancer in women. Maybe well, that explains a lot. Too. No, but anyways. You should be. <laughs> but what not I'm saying talking. is that like 
we just said, you know, she's going to be so pure, so healthy that you know she's eventually going to get hit by a bus. That's what happens <laughs> to those real healthy people. Yeah. Well, they drop dead while running. That's why I don't run. I specifically do not run because, <laughs> you know, people drop dead running. It happens all the time. You know? So, anyways, uh, the test was mm-hmm. what TV show was that the theme song for? X-Files. No. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's Emily, dude. Yeah. Um, cake. I thought Man. he was doing the whistle for it. Short skirt and a long jacket. Uh, I don't think I ever saw the show. Chuck. Seven oh. seasons of Chuck. No. Yes, that was a theme song for Chuck, dude. I watched every season. Who watches that many? Yeah, yeah I, I got it. hot. The girl who started... Yvonne like Stravinsky. Oh, she's so I watched hot. every episode, too. That was a theme song for Chuck. That was... I, dude, you want to bet five dollars? I haven't seen. We're on the air. Do you want to bet five dollars? You have to sign it. I was, you know, you were wrong. I was right. Yeah, I got no problem oh, with that. Oh God! I got to tell you. Look it up. <laughs> Another five dollar bill from the cooch. Get a permanent marker for those listeners. Somebody break a twenty. For those listeners out there, hey, give my black bag. We're gonna post a picture of this on Facebook because I don't know. Have you seen this collection? What I do when I bet with people, I make them sign the bill. I was wrong, you were right, and they date it. I have like $300. It's all stashed up, all signed by everybody over the last few years. Wait till you see his collection. Adam K. just donated another $5. I have about like $20 in which, there. Which really is impressive because he's my go-to guy in that kind of trivia. He's the one that usually always No, no, no. Usually it's right. not the trivia stuff that I, get, that I lose. But as I'm saying, I'm shocked right. that you lost that. Usually you're my... Yeah, keys are over here. Yeah, so, it's been a while. I, I was shocked to, uh, over there in the I corner. I can't believe... How did I forget that? Yeah, and I, I love that, that song, I love that show. But that show was... I, I thought it was great, and she is so fine. Yvonne it's, Stravinsky. It was, and you know what else she starred in? Another one of our favorite shows. Um, she was, Oh, she was also on Dexter. That was an awesome seasons. character in Dexter. Well, see, I never got to that part because oh, I never got past season four. She was great. Then everybody was telling me how bad it sucked in the last season. You know, it... It did jump the shark a little bit at the end, but you yeah. know, once you're into a show that deep and you love it, it's just—it's like you I, know. I broke it up too much into when I was watching. Oh, that was part of the problem. Yeah, but I just got into Six Feet Under too. I watched like the first season or two, and that was really on air. Yeah, and then I got tuned out somehow. I can't. I, I know. I can't decide if I'm going to go back or forth or not. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What do we have? Do we have? We we, we got cigar tech. When the cashier at the store asks him paper or plastic. He replies, no. He cares not who let the dogs out. He laughs at Switzerland for not being neutral enough. He is the most indifferent man in the world. Is that you? Yeah, that's John Barry. I like that one. Ooh. You're darn right. Switzerland is not neutral enough. Right. <laughs> Well, All right, lady. Do we have some questions yeah, for the brewmeister? Yeah, we do. Let's oh, show his God. savvy brilliance here. On yeah, he's already proven he's failing miserably today. He's not awake enough. All right, somebody we got grab a... me a Red Bull and <clears throat> vodka. I have a tweet from at Boys in the Mud. He tweeted, "I just purchased... Boys in the Mud." Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I just purchased a few cigars and wanted to save them for a few years. I don't have a humidor. Any suggestions? Buy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a few years. I'm sorry. If you want to go years, buy one. Invest in a cheap, nice humidor. You can get a great one for 20 bucks. No yeah, problem. Easy. There are very nice, small desktop units. It's not going to put a big dent in your budget. Uh, it's 
the easiest thing in the world, get a nice element for it, and make sure you do one very key thing. Invest in a digital hygrometer. Yes. Don't go analog. I'm sorry. Analog hygrometer is the old, original version. It's kind of like the analog clock. It keeps the temperature via, but you have to properly calibrate it. And most people don't calibrate it correctly. Even when you calibrate it, it needs recalibration. It, it needs to be recalibrated constantly. It's a pain in the butt. Just go get a digital. Save yourself the hassle. I mean, let's put it this way. It's what they used to measure humidity like 30 years ago. So it's time to and move on. And the technology hasn't changed on the analog. So. No, because they're analog. <laughs> exactly. So go buy yourself a humidor. Save yourself the trouble. If you try to do it any other way, it's just not worth it. I mean, come on. For 20 bucks, it's worth it. It'll save yourself time and effort. You know, and I'm going to tell you something, honestly, in my little opinion here, to add my two cents worth. If you don't want to do the digital or analog, the Beveda packs are pretty accurate. Also true. I don't really wait. Beveda packs are really simple. They're disposable. You, un- you take them out of the plastic bag. You just throw the pouch in. It'll last you three to four months. It dries up. You put buy another one. They're like four bucks. And those things are fairly accurate. Exactly. That's also another good thing if you don't want to go the digital route. And you're just going to keep a couple cigars in a 20 count. <clears throat> Make sure you know the humidity you want, be it 69, 68, uh, 70, 72. Get the Boveda pack. Just throw those in there. Go back and forth. It's real easy. So there you go. Nice. Um, we got another question. Maggie in Fort Worth, Texas asks, My boyfriend is an avid cigar smoker. I would like to start, but I don't want the girly flavored cigars. Where is a good place to start? What do you suggest? Connecticut. The Ashton Classics. Those are one of my favorites. Ashton, Perla de Mar, Oliva, Connecticut. <clears throat> Affinities, um, Perdomo Champagne, Perdomo Habano, Connecticut. Perdomo Champagne, solid Connecticut cigar, actually. One uh, of my favorites. How much time do you got? We can yeah. be here all day. So but basically, Connecticut wrapped cigar is the way to go. Yeah. Go to Connecticut, young especially, lady. Especially if it's from the DR. Mm-hmm. Dominican Republic. Absolutely. Another great thing, uh, the Apoca from our friends at Ned Sherman. I was going to talk about that today. I'm sure you were. While Mike was Michael's on. on. Loves Absolutely. Cigar. He would be happy to talk to you about it. That's another great mild cigar. What do you think, John? Was that pretty impressive? Abe's got all of his money out. My wife laughs at me. She goes, are you really never going to spend it? I say, absolutely not. I'm going to take this money. I'm going to put it in a big frame. And when my kids think, what you, you think you're always right? I'm going to say, no, the money on the wall thinks I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, break a 20 for me. <laughs> Somebody get him changed for a 20. He yeah. needs to change for a 20. So All right, next question. Next question. Um, at Cigar Pirate asks, what are some of the differences between hand-rolled and machine-cut ro- cigars? Hand-rolled and machine-cut or hand-rolled and machine-made? Let's go ahead and say machine-made. This is cut. Call. That's assume. a tough question. It is. That's, I mean, do you have any idea, Lady M? That's a real difficult one. The difference? Yeah. I mean, the machine-made cigars, they can be mass-produced. I mean, thousands. One's made by hand. And well, obviously. Obviously. But, like, I, if you want a more specific answer. Yeah. Machine-made cigars are usually inferior in quality. Uh, they are mass-produced because they're made by machine. And, actually, if you ever get a chance, you haven't been down yet and seen, like, a... No. Ma- the machines are pretty cool, man. Yeah. The way they make the cigars, add a wrapper on it, punch it through, cut through the wrapper, it's pretty wild. But, yeah, they produce cigars super fast. Typically, they're short-filled inside, so they're filled like a cigarette. And uh, But not true. Now, you also have to remember, some cigars are machine-bunched. Yeah. And then hand-wrapped with a wrapper. The tobacco inside is yeah, bunched. Yeah, it's machine-bunched. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you're always going to get a better quality cigar that's all handmade, long-filled right. tobacco. 
Always go long filler, not for the short. We got time for one more question. All right, Johnny Boy. I've always heard the term blending when it comes to cigars. What is it, and is it that important? Yes. Yes. Basically, what you have is there are thousands of different types of tobacco. It's not just a simple one type of tobacco, one part, one part of the uh, from the top portion, the short fill, the long fill, um, stalk cut, the upper levels, the lower levels of way, the way the tobacco grows. Not to mention different varieties, uh, different where it's grown gets different earth levels. Um, I mean, all the different, all. different soil context comes into play. If you just grabbed a bunch of tobacco, bunched it, threw it together, and put a wrapper on it of any kind that you randomly just found, and then tried to smoke it, it it's probably like cooking. Yes, you a can't lot just of tobacco. A, a lot of tobacco won't, won't work good. well together. Right. Right. You know. Of course. This is just you know you're not putting ketchup on a steak. Uh, well, people some do that. people actually yeah. disgustingly do. But, yeah. Yeah. You're not putting ketchup oh, in your cereal. <laughs> you don't you're put ketchup on fish. You're not putting ketchup in your yes. cereal. Yes. How about that? There you go. Mike, yes, people actually there. use fish sticks and dip it in ketchup sometimes. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a fried part, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a fried part. I'm All talking right. about a f- cooked Before fish. we go to break, let's shoot out some recluse trivia. What? You think this is a game? No, I think Jenga's a game. Trivia fiends and pop culture junkies unite. It's recluse, recluse trivia. All right, our fine folks at Blue Cigars have a question for you. And if you get it right, you'll get a five-pack of cigars. All right. All you need to do is call in and tell us what the latest release is from Recluse Cigars. Didn't we do that one already? Huh? We're going to do it again. So great. If you're a loyal listener, you should know the answer to this. (laughs) Give us a call at 877-960-9960. Right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Drew Estate is running a promotion that they're calling the Drew Estate Summer of Acid. To enter, post a photo of you smoking an acid cigar with the hashtag Acid Cigars, and you'll be entered to win. Drew Estate will be giving away one box of either Cuba Cuba or Blondie every week, plus an acid silk hat and Drew Estate crystal ashtray. They'll pick winners every Friday through August 29th. Stock up on your acids, smoke up, and get entered. It's that time of year again. Oktoberfest 2014, almost here. And to celebrate, Quesada Cigars is set to release their seasonal Oktoberfest cigar. Made entirely of rich, flavorful Dominican tobaccos, the Quesada Oktoberfest is the only cigar on the market blended specifically to pair with a delicious beer. So grab a cold one and a Quesada Oktoberfest while you can, because this exclusive cigar is available now. But for a limited time only, Quesada Oktoberfest. The perfect cigar to pair with beer. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. 
Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Hi, I'm Petra de Babna. Mine has the Cigar King, which makes me the Cigar Princess. And you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic. Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year, and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Jet, I believe. No, it's not Jet. I'll think about that. Oh, it'd be the group Jet. Yeah. It might be the group Jet. No, this isn't that. Is, this is them. This is, um... Yeah, well, you figure it out. Welcome back, folks. Honest Steve here with my gang, the Brewmeister, and the lovely lady. Is it me, or is it a sauna in here today? Am I having hot flashes? Mm. Must be that time of that one over me. there. Oof. That time of month. Must be that time of I must be having it. <laughs> Anyways, big congratulations to Paul Soma from Pompano. You are a Zycar winner. Well done, sir. You're Social media. Um, no, Recluse winner. No, he's our Zycar winner. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Let me do my job. I appreciate I it. I thought he was calling in. Thank you, Colin. Yes, Paul Soma, you were getting a wonderful gift package from our fine folks at Zycar. Now we have a caller for Recluse Trivia. I believe we have Bryce from Newport Ritchie. Bryce, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ants Radio. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Bryce? I'm good. Are you smoking a cigar yet this morning? No, I'm actually at work until about uh, about another hour from now. 
Now, bummer, but thank you for listening, Bryce. And here's your chance to win five cigars that you will get to smoke, courtesy of Iconic Leaf and Recluse Cigars. What was their newest release, my friend Bryce? Uh, uh, the Amadeus. Amadeus. Well done, Bryce. Congratulations. You have won yourself a five-pack of Recluse Cigars. We appreciate you listening, and uh, Kyle will get your information. Thank you, sir. Cool, thank you. All right, there you go. Easily was done. that the sound bite that you were talking about, John? Yeah, struck me out with Deus. Yeah, he did that whole thing just so he could do oh, that again. Oh, song? Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Every week we invite a very special guest to be on what I consider my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, I'm excited for this guest, I really am. I want to pick his brain and see what's left. We have Mark Purcell, new president, and I'm pretty sure he probably is a CEO, I think, of the IPCPR. Mr. Purcell, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning, great to be with you. Always good to have you, sir, and thanks for coming on our show. We know you're busy, and thanks for making time on a Saturday morning, sir. So My you are pleasure. the new president, and am I correct in saying also CEO? CEO. Yes, see? Correct. I know that. Uh, of the IPCPR, and, and you became, uh, this was re- basically recent. How many months have you been president of the IPCPR? I've been on the job all of five weeks. I started uh, literally the day I showed up for the uh, opening of the IPCPR uh, trade show in Las Vegas last month. Oh, wow. So were you involved in the planning and putting together this year's show, or basically you just uh, came on board? Limited. Very limited. Very limited. My, my start date was on the 16th, and I showed up on the 17th for our board meeting, and then right into the trade show. I, I was fortunate enough to participate in a bunch of the planning calls, the conference calls, and a few of the meetings leading up to the show, but really the, the credit for that show goes to the great volunteer leadership uh, that you've got in the association, uh, Kenny Helmuth, who's our, our, our member president, uh, Craig Cass, the executive committee. They've really, the industry owes them a debt of gratitude for the volunteerism that they've given back to uh, an industry that's, uh, uh, that's uh, needs a lot of help these days. Yeah, it really does. So speaking of industry, Mark, uh, what industry did you come from? I, I came from the National Association of Home Builders, the home building business, a, a very regulated business, as you can imagine, on, on pretty much every front except for uh, the FDA, which we're wrestling with now. Uh, my responsibilities there were primarily around uh, one of the largest trade shows in the United States, the International Builder Show. So I've got a lot of experience uh, running trade shows and getting industries together and creating business opportunities education and networking and that kind of stuff and uh, also worked on a lot of uh, government affairs issues whether it was with the the EPA or water rights or OSHA and safety or zoning and all sorts of issues that impact how uh, how America gets its housing stock and uh, real excited to be working on issues that are, that are right in front of us right now. And well we're excited to have you and if you're just joining us we're talking to Mark Purcell the newly elected CEO of the IPCPR, which is the uh, National Trade Association for the Premium Cigar Industry and Pipes and whatnot. Um, you know, I served three years under your predecessor there uh, on, uh, on the board of the IPCPR. And, and I have to be honest with you, you know, you do not have big shoes to fill, in my opinion. 
Well, uh, no, listen, I, I don't no. look back. I don't look backwards. I'm looking forward. Good answer. And we've got a lot of work to do uh, in house. Uh, you know, people talk about thinking outside the box, and uh, um, you know, I want to start with making sure we're as good inside the box as we possibly can be as a as a national trade association. So we've got some work to do there. I'm really excited to build out our our education platform, uh, working with Tobacconist University. Uh, and giving our members the tools so they can run professional business, be professional tobacconists, and, and just be great small business people in general. So that's that's one of my priorities in the short term, and, and obviously making sure the trade show is providing a return on investment that the attendees uh, make in that show, and obviously the exhibitors spend a lot of money uh, to be there. So we've got some work to do on those fronts. Uh, so that's kind of the, the internal stuff. I'm going to give you my two cents worth, even though I know you didn't ask for it. Abe Soapbox Alert. Abe Soapbox Alert. I, I just feel, I love this industry. I've been in this industry over 18 years. I, I, I came on the board for three years and really wanted to make some changes. Found it very difficult. Um, there's, sure. a lot of, there's a lot of talented people in that room. And um, before me, while I was there, and I'm sure after I've been gone. The problem is there was no my opinion, there's no leadership. There was no mm-hmm. let's get something done. Great ideas were brought up. There was no follow-through. There was too much fear. Uh, these people may not like it. These people may like it. You know, I come from a world, listen, you can't worry about trying to make everybody happy because that's never going to happen. And, you know, one of the things, you know, one of the committees that I was worked on and tried to really do, which really is the main vehicle for, you know, developing funds and driving the IPCBR is a trade show. And sure. sitting back here... And talking to all the manufacturers after the show, I've got to be honest with you, one of the number one complaints was how low the volume of attendance was this year. And sure. It, it, we were down about 10% in terms of stores that were at the show this year, and obviously that's disappointing as a, as a trade show manager. So, the, you know, working on the membership and the actual marketing of the show is, you know, that's trade show 101, association 101 kind of stuff. and. I've been doing that for 20 years, and uh, I've got some definite ideas and plans to put in place and need to put the money and the people behind it to make that happen. Uh, you've got a leadership team in place that understands that and wants to, wants to move forward. Um, you know, everyone doesn't, dis- everyone doesn't agree all the time. My dad always used to tell me if you uh, find two guys that always agree, one of them's an idiot. So you've got to make decisions. <laughs> you've got to make decisions and move forward. And sure. if you ruffle a few feathers, that's... Uh, Hey, that's business. Trade Association, uh, the members have asked me to run it like a business, and that's what we're going to do. That's what I love to hear, because let me tell you something. Your predecessor, and I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not to knock on him, but I'm just telling you the way he ran it, was so afraid to ruffle anybody's feathers. And it was just, you just can't get nothing done. You know, I've always said, listen, here's the problem with the show. There's really no incentive to go there anymore. It's become an sure. overburdened expense for anybody who's there. You know, uh-huh. and, and and you go there, and there's really no reason you have to go there. Very little of anybody has really show-only deals, you know, and you can mostly sure. do all your buying before you go. So I, I've said for years, you have to make this an event that people look forward to every year. You know, get a rock star show afterwards. Do something the last night where everybody wants to be there because that's the event of the year. You know, Absolutely. make put some pizzazz, put some stuff in there. You know, I remember the well, trade show. I remember our trade show back in the '90s. You know, Terry Bradshaw was talking, and it was like you wanted to be there. You know, I dread going every year now. I have to be honest with you. You know, if I can find well, a reason not to well, go, I will find it. 
Well, uh, first of all, I think I'm going to appoint you as a volunteer to our trade show committee because I, li- I think we think a lot alike. Um, I'm a big believer in making the show a fun and profitable experience uh, for the for the retailers, for the attendees. If you get the buyers in the aisles, uh, the manufacturers and sellers are going to show up. They want to be there face-to-face in front of people. I'm a big I believer agree. in that. I don't want to cut you that, off, Mark. You- I don't want to cut you off. We've sure. got to take a break, but we're going to come back and talk more. Right, up, right about that stuff right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports best of the best honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. This is Bill Paley from La Polina Cigars. Kiss My Ass Radio is the bomb, man. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchiest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small-batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blend cigar at your nearest tobacconist today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, Please go out and try one because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. 
La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here, broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, with my gang, Adam Kay, and the lovely lady, M. Joining us today for our meet your maker segment is Mark Purcell, the newly elected president, I'm sorry, CEO of the IPCPR. Mark, once again, welcome, and thank you for taking your time on a busy Saturday morning for joining us. My pleasure. Mark, I really do have to say we touched base before uh, the break about the trade show. And I'm going to be honest with you, I got a little excited by what you said. Cause I, I, I I'm function- a big believer in the, the trade show has to be a, a, a profitable, a great business experience, but it's also got to be fun. People got to emotionally say, man, I had a great time. I networked with a lot of people, saw some great music. I heard a great inspirational speaker. Uh, we need to bring that back to the show. There's no question, and I think I think you'll see that in 2015. You are absolutely right because I've always said the business can be done without being there. So you mm-hmm. have to make it an experience. Absolutely, the experience is what will keep the attendance coming back and back and back. Yep. And a lot of us who sat on there on that board are a lot of us throw some of the biggest events in the country. We know how to make events. Sure, let me absolutely. just tell you something. There was such resistance. So I'm going to make you this deal on the air. You, you said you wanted me to volunteer. I will volunteer my time again to be on a trade show committee as long as you're willing to be the guy that make things happen if you like an idea. That's my job. That's, that's, what, that's what I like to hear. Now, I have a question from you that was Twittered to us by one of our listeners from Jose Ramos, which actually touches base on something we tried to do and fell through um, last year and the year before. Uh, Jose Ramos would like to know if you were ever considering opening a day or a partial day to the floor for consumers like the electronic show and some other parts of the industry, uh, some other trade shows in the industry do where consumers can come on the floor, see the new products, maybe get a chance of trying some of the new products for those manufacturers. Is that something that would be that you would ever consider? Uh, it's certainly something I would think about, you know, because right now we're a four-day show. I think we've got plenty of room to do that. Um, three days, I think, is enough time for the retailers to to place their orders. And, and by the way, what I heard from the larger manufacturers was their orders were up, even though attendance was down slightly uh, this year. They were getting bigger, bigger orders, which is just a good, healthy sign for the industry. You know, but, you know they I, say I, that every. You know they say that every year, Mark. Well, that's what they told me. I, <laughs> they all say that every year. I want you to find me the one guy who says, man, we were down 30% this year. You find me that guy, I will give him an award. All right. Well, back to your, back to your question. Uh, we do have that fourth day, which, is, which you know, in all trade shows can kind of be a, a dead day as people start heading home and packing True. up. Uh, so I think that's something we could look at. In previous shows, I um, had difficulty with that, to be frank with you, just because it's a different channel. And the manufacturers, you know, aren't selling direct to the consumers, and it gets frustrating because the consumer says, "Okay, I want five boxes of this," and the manufacturer can't sell it to them. So you got to go find your local retailer. But uh, 
we've got some room to to fill those aisles. So I'm I'm open to all ideas. Oh, that's great. That's great news, and, I'm, and obviously a glimmer of hope. I'm, I'm wishing you the best of luck, and in and, and all your future accomplishments as the CEO of the IPCPR. Now, for some of our listeners, you know, the trade show happens once a year, and I'm sure it's a big organizational ordeal that takes months and months of work. Sure. But what are some of your other daily responsibilities as CEO of the IPCPR? Well, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier our, our education program, our, our education partner, uh, Tobacconist University. They've got an online program. We need to build that out. We need we need more curriculum there. Uh, uh, we've got, uh, I think, we've got five designations or certifications in place. Uh, so we need to get that out. Uh, another project that I really want to work on is industry benchmarking, so that a retailer in Omaha can compare himself to to national to a national benchmark survey to know how he's doing on his business. You know everything from you know HR issues to gross margins to tax issues, all that kind of stuff. So I want to work on the the professionalism uh, of the retailer as the, the market becomes more competitive and we have more uh, more government pressure on us to be professional and to um, uh, to put ourselves out there in a professional way that uh, respects the, the regulations that are being imposed on us. Very good. Good stuff. You know, another thing that I'll bring out to you, too, that, you know, in your many objectives that you want to accomplish going forward is I feel that, especially during my term in the board, that the IPCPR needs to reevaluate what exactly its current membership is and does. Mm -hmm. I felt that a lot of the belief of the board was that of the tobacconist of 20 and 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Today's tobacconists, especially the successful ones, have now modernized themselves. Have sure. social medias. Most of them are shipping and doing mail order. And you know, everybody is so afraid of. Oh, we need to stop the mail order people. Stop the mail order people. Well, you know, I tried to explain to people when I was on the board. When's the last time we surveyed how many of our memberships mail order? Because I don't think it's. I think the number is a lot greater than it was 30 years ago. And you need to know your membership, because if you feel that that's a threat, but yet most of your membership is doing it. Then you're well, not that really goes, representing the membership. That goes back to that to that benchmarking idea is, is not yes. necessarily something that that certainly the primary focus would be to help our members benchmark themselves, but also for the association to have a, a real in-depth understanding of who their members are and, and how they make their money and sell their product. And you know, but even bigger picture, um, you know, just look around at all the industries that have ignored the internet uh, over the last uh, 15 years and, and look where they are now. Uh, wow. Can't afford to do that. Where were you four or five years ago? <laughs> Holy cow. Um, so I need to ask you, are, are you a, I mean, and I'm not saying that's a requirement of the job, and I think we talked about this off the air. Uh, by no means do I feel it's a requirement of doing your job well, but are you a cigar smoker? Have you been a cigar smoker? I am. I've been a, I've been a I'd call myself a casual cigar smoker for, geez, at least 20 years. Uh, I like to I like to golf. I like to fish. I like to hang out outside, and I like to sit down and talk to my good friends. And anytime I can do that over a cigar, it uh, makes us put the cell phones down and, and have a conversation. Or uh, uh, I call it the four C's: uh, celebration, uh, uh, collaboration, uh, and contemplation. Sometimes I like to sit there by myself when I got a problem or I'm considering taking a new job. I, I, had t- I smoked a cigar and thought about it and made that decision. And then the 4C, this is mine. I can't hit a darn fairway all day. I might as well enjoy a premium cigar. <laughs> well, being in South Florida, I may steal those 4Cs from you. I like that. That's excellent. 
Excellent. Can you, yeah, share with our, can you share with our listeners maybe one of the most memorable cigar stories that you have? Um, probably the most memorable cigar story I had was uh, I was skiing in the Swiss Alps uh, with a friend of mine, Franz, of course, uh, uh, from Zurich. And we, uh, we went, uh, we must have been up about 11,000 feet. I was way over my head as far as skiability. And uh, he breaks out of his breast pocket a, a leather cigar case. And we, we took a seat on a nice outcropping and sat there and had a cigar. And I'll never forget that. Just the view alone. Good stuff. It was incredible. Well, Mark, I really want to thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule joining us on the show here. I wish you the best of luck. I know you got a lot on your plate. you got a handful. But uh, just from the conversation I've had with you these last 20, 30 minutes, I'm confident that you're going to make some really good headway. Give my regards to all the board members there. Some of them miss me. Some of them are probably glad I'm gone. Either way, you can tell them all I said hello. Well, thank you. Have a great weekend. You too, sir. Ah, we might have some hope here yet. Because I tell you what, man, that... That event has been on a slow death table for, like, years and years. I mean, slow that thing's, decline. I'm telling you, it's going to flatline soon if they don't do something about it. And he's got the right idea. It's got to become an experience. Because the business side of it is now just passe. You know, you have to make it something that every year you look forward to going to, not for the business side of it. And if they can get that done, they'll make a hell of a trade show out of it. They'll make a heck of a trade show out of it. Uh, up ahead... Michael Herklox, the dapper Dan himself, here to talk about Nat Sherman and some of their new products. Uh, and also, we have an interesting author segment. I like our interesting author segments. We've had a lot of great ones. And this one's Jack Duffy, author of The Man from 2063, a book about the JFK assassination. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere after this. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Drew Estate is running a promotion that they're calling the Drew Estate Summer of Acid. To enter, post a photo of you smoking an acid cigar with the hashtag Acid Cigars, and you'll be entered to win. Drew Estate will be giving away one box of either Cuba Cuba or Blondie every week, plus an acid silk hat and Drew Estate crystal ashtray. They'll pick winners every Friday through August 29th. Stock up on your acids, smoke up, and get entered. It's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. Hi, this is Lou Rothman, and Abe's asked me to tell you that for just $9.95, you can get 20 episodes of Kiss My Ash Radio with free shipping. And because I'm a discounter, if you order today, it'll just be $7.95. 
Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rickloose cigar. You're gonna need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rickloose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rickloose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rickloose cigar and do it today. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. This is Kiss My Ash Radio. Honest Abe here with my king, Adam K. Oh, yeah. And the lovely Lady M. Good morning. So your boy Duncan is uh, down in Deerfield Beach listening My to the show? Duncan is down there listening to the show, he said. You know, he was in West Palm Beach, but there was a huge gust of wind that caught him, and he ended up down there. And it blew. <laughs> he just blew him, and he, he couldn't <laughs> stop until he got to Deerfield Beach. It, it, it's why he can't go kite surfing, because he would end up like the kid from a couple of years ago who flew from yes. the beach across, 90, uh, like, 95 and went, like, two For miles real? down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that happened in, like, Jupiter story. two years. That happened, like, Jupiter really? last year. This kid got picked up by a gust and landed on the it's other funny. side of, we like, Dixie actually, Highway or US We were watching one. somebody try to kite surf the other day on the beach, and the guy was there in his harness, and then another guy was trying to take his kite and flip it. It was upside down, and all of a sudden, you just see this kite just go... Psh- and it knocked this guy down on the ground and, like, knocked him out. <laughs> like, yeah, that, those a, things are dangerous. They dangerous will literally sport. take yeah. him and fly you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't well, know what you're doing, Duncan bad. definitely needs to, like, wear ankle weights. He's, I love you, Duncan. He's, do you, honestly, do you outweigh him? No. Close. No. Yeah. Yeah, close. No, he's got, like, 25 pounds on me. 25 pounds. pounds. It, she said 25. That's probably more like 15, which is only a good lunch. Stop it. A good lunch, and he's right there. Stop it. All right. Uh, t- oh, boy. <laughs> For a double Meet Your Maker segment today, we have Michael Herklock of Matt Sherman Cigars, who, uh, as of this January, was promoted to Vice President of Retail Brand Development. Michael Herklock, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. What's happening, everybody? What's happening, buddy? Good morning. Good morning to you guys. What are you doing on this fine Saturday morning? Are you at home? I am at home. You know, I've been on a uh, on a staycation this week. Uh, at the home with my like wife that. and beautiful daughters. We've just been hanging out, cruising around the city, and uh, so now I'm just chilling at home, watching the planes land at LaGuardia, and talking to you. Now I'm just curious. When you're like wake up and you're strolling around your house in the morning, having a cup of coffee. I mean, do you got like silk boxers on? Maybe argyles. Do you wear an ascot around the house, just lounging around? And... Well, I I generally wear a full suit. <laughs> I can uh, the rest of my neck, and uh, yeah, you know that's the that's the secret to, to looking comfortable in a suit is you just need to wear it all the time. All you know, the time. for many years, you and Michael Giannini were like you know 
back and forth on who would be the most dapper. I, I think he's finally burnt out, and you just surpassed him. Oh, see, I was going to say the opposite. He's taken it to a whole new level, and there's just there's nothing I can do about it, so I gave up. Oh, you're so humble. You're so humble. <laughs> well, Michael, listen, uh, a lot of new stuff for you guys in the show this year. My, my, our boy Adam K here, who went there and had no exciting stories to come back from Las Vegas, did have some good stuff to say about some of your cigars. And in fact, I think oh, a couple yeah. shows ago, we smoked the Epica, and we were both still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Solid cigar. Why don't you tell us about some of your new releases? <clears throat> yeah, well... Um we, we launched the Apoca just before the show, um, and interestingly, it was the first brand that Nat Sherman owned before Nat Sherman was a brand. So uh, Nat acquired the brand um, in the late 1920s, and, um, and, and it, at the time it was, a, it was a clear Havana, so it was made in the United States but using entirely Cuban tobacco. Um, and as time went on, of course, for Nat, the brand Nat Sherman became the priority, and Ipoca sort of um, went away. So we had an opportunity to get the trademark back. We did, and um, and really spent a lot of time trying to replicate what the experience would have been like. So from a packaging standpoint, it's an exact replica, um, and even from a blend standpoint, to try to understand what those clear Havanas smoked like back then, and then to create something that's reasonably full-bodied with great flavor, but still a lighter wrapper um, color, you know, we're really, really happy with it. There's some, there's some very classic sizes. There's some new world sizes. But, um, but it's just incredible flavor, great complexity, big and bold. It's not as mild as it looks. Made with the Casada family. Um, so we're, we're really excited about it. About 8 to eight to 12 bucks or so on that line. Which is, of course, a great price point, And it's a fantastic cigar. And you guys have done a lot of work in the last couple of years to kind of rebrand Nat Sherman to the populace. And from when you came on, that was one of your big things in taking over the job from what we've talked about previously. How do you feel from when you took over to now this whole rebranding and recreation of Nat Sherman has gone? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't be prouder and I couldn't be more excited about what we've accomplished. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about it, we are not a new brand. You know, we've been around since 1930. Um, there's there's such incredible history and incredible legacy to the Nat Sherman brand um, that you know that there was not really a rebranding per se, but there was really just um, stronger efforts to tell our stories better. It's funny I, I I was commenting during one of our lunches during IPCPR. You know, from Nat Sherman, you're not going to get the pictures and stories of you know guys in white hats and white shirts smelling tobacco leaves in the middle of a field. Those aren't our stories, mm-hmm. but our stories are, are authentic to us, and they have, you know, a great New York authenticity with a little bit of grit, mm-hmm. a lot of class, uh, a lot of showmanship, but a lot of pride. Um, you know, we have, we have great stories and a great history, and we've, we've really tried to celebrate and embrace that history, um, and especially in our, in our most recent release, which is the Joel Sherman 75th Celebration. Now you're jumping you know, ahead Joel of me is, here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Go come ahead. on. This was my next question. Since we were going to get there, because it just released this week. You guys just started shipping them on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. And I happen to be smoking one here of these fantastic limited edition Joel Shermans. And you guys don't do a lot of limited editions. So, okay, just give the listeners some backstory on all this. Okay, so, um, you know, there, there have been some, some limited editions if you look back over the history of the brand. Um, 
there there probably has not been one in the last five or six years, mm-hmm. and certainly not one with as wide a distribution as this one has. Um, but Mr. Sherman uh, just turned 75, and you know if you look at his contributions to our brand and actually to our industry, um, you know he is a profound influence on the industry. I'll I'll, I'll never forget I was at a TAA a few years ago, <coughs> and um, Mr. Sherman was not able to make it. But I was chatting with Cynthia Fuente, and she was just, she was going on and on and on about what a wonderful guy he is and what an incredible leader he is and how he used to welcome everyone. You know, he, he really has been an advocate and a very vocal um, leader for our industry in times when the leaders of the industry were, were uh, noticeably quiet. So, you know, as he's approaching, as he approached his 75th, we, as a family, all kind of got together and said, you know, we really need to do something special. Um, so we started working on something that would really sort of embody him. So it's a, it's a somewhat mellow cigar, but, you know, a lot of people have called it mild. It's not mild. It's got a full body. It's got great complexity. Um, you know, it's a pretty complex blend when you look at it on paper. It's a very unique size. It's 7.5 by 46. Um, it, it tells a lot of stories start to finish. It's not one of these cigars that just stays the same uh, from the moment you light it to the moment you put it down. It really changes and develops. Um, so I think all of that uniqueness is sort of symbolic of the unique person that, that Mr. Sherman is. Um, so there's 2,500 boxes, uh, boxes of 10. They retail for 190 a box. Uh, we're, we're moving through them, obviously, pretty quickly because of their limited nature. Um, but, you know, we're, we're really excited about it. Mr. Sherman was, was very excited about it. It was a surprise for him. Um, so he so, was incredibly touched when we announced Michael, it. Michael, yeah, that was my next question for you. Did Mr. Sherman, um, was, did he construct this blend, or is this something that you did? You know, it, it's a, we, are, we are an intimate family business, and so everybody in the, in the family has been involved in every project. On this particular project, he was not involved until the end, um, but once we presented the final idea, uh, he was able to put final blessings and, and taste everything. When he did taste the, the final prototype, um, he loved it. He really he had, he had nothing to change. He was really excited about it and, um, and was humbled by it, too, but, but he, was, he was thrilled with it. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talk- speaking with Michael Herklock. Uh, VP of Retail Brand Development uh, for Nat Sherman Cigars. And I'm, listen, I'm going to be honest with you, Michael. You know, every now and then in this industry, I, I hear this person went here, this person went here. And, you know, every now and then you hear a story of somebody going to a company like, man, what were they thinking? <laughs> that move? <laughs> you know, and I'm going to admit, man, I really thought that you just kind of took on a, a beast that was just unchangeable, unbeatable. And i, I got to commend you. You and your team there with Ike and all the guys have really done a heck of a job of bringing the whole Nat Sherman brand and company and family back into the, the fold of premium cigars. So I have to commend you on that. It really is solid and amazing work you guys have done there over the last few years. And, I appreciate um, it. And it's also, I think it's, it's worth giving credit back to the family, too. I mean, you know, change is not an easy thing to do, yeah. particularly when you're a family business that's as small as, as, as they are from a, from a leadership standpoint. Um, you know, so so to to be able to embrace the change, and um, you know, and, and roll with it, I think has been has been a great experience for everybody. 
No, it's been amazing. And, you know, my question, I also got a question is, you know, I believe, and I can correct me if I'm wrong, was your title before your promotion director of retail brand development? It was executive director, yeah. Executive. So you went from executive director to vice president. I'm just curious, is that any change in responsibility or just a change in salary? <laughs> no, you know, um, it's it's funny. We're, for, for being such a, I guess it's a medium-sized company. You know, a lot of people think we're smaller than we are. A lot of people think we're bigger than we are. You know, we, we, we try to keep um, leadership and roles and, and responsibilities sort of um, uniform among all the different pieces of our business. And there aren't a whole lot of vice presidents in our, in our company. You know, we're not one of these big top-heavy types of companies. Um, but interestingly, just before the holidays, and unfortunately it, it happened to be right after um, Mrs. Sherman had passed away. Yes. Um, but as a as a Christmas present, I got handed um, a, a box and I opened it up and it was heavy and it was interesting. I'm like, oh man, you know, I wonder what this is. And uh, and I opened it up and it was business cards and I really thought they were breaking my balls. To be honest, I was like, you know, oh, just what I needed, new business cards. And um, and then when I when I took a closer look, it said VP on it. You know, it was a, it was a really emotional moment. Um, and and the. The overall responsibilities have not changed, uh, but I think it was really more um, gesture and, and symbolic of, of, of what our relationship has become. And, uh, you know, I really, I really feel like family, and I'm treated like family, and, um, and I think they, they really wanted to make sure that, that it, was, it was sort of recorded that, that, um, that my role is, is, you know, serving right next to them and right under them and, and working to help shape, um, you know, the, the, the current history and certainly the, the future of the brand and of the company. Well, that's good stuff for a great person from a great family. Uh, more with Michael Horklotz of Nat Sherman Cigars right after this. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoke-in locations. This is Iron Mike, Mike Ditcher, and I love 
Kiss My Ash Radio. Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At four and a half inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Junior has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan Puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Junior will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't wait. Make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Junior at your local tobacconist today. Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited production. Unlimited enjoyment. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how property transfer services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. I just gave you my game at a key and the love being done. You listen to Smash Radio and with us today is Michael Hurtbox, Vice President of Retail and Brand Development for Maxim Styles. Michael, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy Saturday to join us here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Especially on your staycation. On your staycation. Uh-huh. I like that. Great beer. So Michael, were you happening to be listening to the show before your segment? Yeah. So you were listening to our uh, interview with Mark Purcell. How do you feel about the progress in the future and what he's going to uh, bring to the table for the IPCPR and the cigar <laughs> industry? Uh, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to meet him at the show, um, and so I guess that was 48 hours into his gig. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm really encouraged based on what he said. Uh, I think he comes from uh, a pretty unique industry um that i think in its in its dna is probably very similar to ours as a as a sort of regular guy blue collar hard-working um group of folks um you know i think it sounds like if he's truly going to approach this as a business mm-hmm. um you know i think i think we have a lot of good stuff in store for us obviously i think uh abe you know you you spoke to it there are a lot of um, dynamic personalities in our industry, some with, some with leadership positions, some that used to have leadership positions, and obviously you're a dynamic personality too. So it's not easy uh, to get on. everyone to agree. Um, but I think that 
that to his point, you know, you can't get everyone to agree, so you have to do what's best for the industry and best for the organization. But, uh, Michael, so I'm really Michael let, me ju- let me just interject here, Michael. The problem was, it was never really, at least during my tenure on the board, when everybody did agree, because that was never really an issue, because we put it to a vote and majority rules. The problem that we had with the, his predecessor was trying to make everybody in the industry agree. This guy didn't want to do anything without taking a poll or a survey. Well, let's see what the yeah, manufacturers yeah. have to say about this. Let's see. what. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, it, yeah, it I was... Guess, it, I guess that's that's part of being a, a leader is, is when, when you're brought into that position, you need to lead on behalf of, right? So I agree. Well, listen, so like the guy said all the right stuff, in my opinion, but you, know, you understand. I was, you there, the I was there the when... Committee. I was there when Bill Spann was hired, and I thought, wow, you know, compared to, you know, Joe, Joe Rowe had did a job, he had been there for 10 years, but I came in during his last year, man, of a 10-year tenure, man, he was like, he was like the lame duck president at that time, he didn't care about anything, he wanted to get out and go to his retirement, so, you know, I'm figuring here we got a guy from the military, all these great things, he's going to be a go-getter, he's into technology, whatever, and nothing, nothing, in my opinion, didn't accomplish a thing. So I'm very encouraged about Mr. Purcell for sure. Yeah, I tell you, from our little interview with him today, like I said, I even offered my time back to help them out as long as he's committed to the words he said at our show today to actually work to get things done and not just talk about them. So that I, was. I think it. I think it would be a dream team. You and him making next year's <laughs> trade show happen. Listen, I, you heard it. I offered him my services. I said, if you're willing to really make things happen, because I, in my opinion, I had some phenomenal ideas for a trade show that they tried to incorporate, but then they got into this, well, let's just ask the manufacturers how they feel, and let's ask them how they feel. And it was becoming like a little lovey-dovey, let's make everybody happy world, and you're never going to get nothing done that way. Right. You're never going to get nothing done that way. So that was my point. Now, we, we have a question, or not a question, but a request from one of our most loyal listeners, uh, Timmy Weckworth out of Slidell, uh, Louisiana. I uh, want you to talk, tell us about your involvement with the Emerald Foundation and uh, the Boudin Bourbon Beer Festival. Yeah, so, uh, starting um, around Katrina, Emerald started the Emerald Gassy Foundation, which raises money for um, children in major cities that have been um, affected or displaced or anything relative to sort of major disasters. So, immediately following Katrina, the event happened in, um, in Las Vegas. Um, so, I wasn't there for that, but... Following Katrina, it started in New Orleans, and I've been there every year since. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a great, great uh, event. It's now expanded to two days, adding this boudin, bourbon, and beer evening on the night before the big Carnival de Vin. It's an unbelievable deal. I, I, I don't recall what the ticket price is, um, but there's something like, you know, a hundred different styles of boudin. Uh, Abbott really? of Beer is there. There's a bunch of different uh, whiskey makers. And then we're the exclusive cigar there. So you, you pay, you taste all this food, you meet incredible chefs, drink beer, smoke cigars, and it, all the money goes to the Emerald Agassi Foundation. What it's time a, of year is this typically going on? Thing. Say it again? What time of year is this usually done? Uh, it's actually it's the same weekend as Big Smoke Las Vegas. Really? That's usually in what, November? Yeah. I think our producer, John, should get in touch with you guys, see maybe about doing a remote, a KMA remote during that festival. That would be fun. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a great event, and I believe, I could be wrong, I believe this year is the 10th anniversary. A little road trip to New Orleans? I believe it's the 10th anniversary of the event. 
Oh wow, big t- big time! I think our producer John is going to get a hold of you. See, if we can work somehow we'll find a way to organize a little came maybe live remote during your festival. It is a it's a blast. You guys would really have a great time down there. I, I know our, our our buddy Timmy would love to come and see the show live in oh, Louisiana. Yeah. So, John, why don't you try to make that happen? Try to earn some of that money you make here on Kiss My Ash Radio, <laughs> other than making intros all day. Uh, so, anyways, Michael, tell us um, anything in the woodworks coming up that you guys are working on that you give our listeners a little sneak peek upcoming. I know we just had a um, trade show, but you know we're always constantly working on something in this industry. Yeah, you know, I mean, of course, we're always tasting new things and and um, and just you know seeing what's out there. You know, for for us, we are, we're not in the business of of creating new things, right? We are in the business of trying to maintain a portfolio of products that's current, that helps our partners make money, and that consumers really enjoy smoking. So. You know, we're not we're not just constantly trying to come out with new products because you know I've been in your store, Abe, and you don't have the big empty section in your humidor that says "coming soon, 2015." <laughs> right? I mean, that's not how we do business. So not at all. How how we do business as manufacturers is we make sure that when we bring something to market, it's filling a hole. It's it's an experience that doesn't already exist in your humidor with another name on it. Um, so we're always playing with different blends, playing with different concepts um, to try and, and see if there's room. But, but for the immediate future, we don't have anything on deck other than celebrating Mr. Sherman's birthday, um, growing our Epoca brand, as well as trying to uh, build on 1930 and Sterling, which are still relatively new uh, in the last you know, 14 months or so. Well... Uh, I'm sure whatever you do or is down the road will be excellent. Uh, keep up the great work you're doing there, Nat Sherman. And uh, we really appreciate you always coming on the show, Michael. Thank you very much. Can I take my suit off now? You can take your suit <laughs> off and get back to your lovely yeah, wife. Yeah, just, un- just under the tie a little bit. That's all. All you can do is just under the tie. Done and done. All right, all Michael. Right. Thank you very Guys, much. You have yourself a, a great weekend. Enjoy your family. You do the same. Ciao. <laughs> take care. Bye. The dapper man himself. Always a pleasure having him on the show. You know, we're, we're going to have to give him good notice for next year's Great Smoke in the dunk tank that he has to bring an extra, <laughs> extra change of and clothes. And to wear his suit in the dunk tank. And yeah, he needs to bring that his suit. That would be the key. <laughs> He's going to want to make you to pay the dry cleaning bill. I'll, I'll do that. Abel okay. will take care me? of the dry cleaning <laughs> bill. Yes. Scary? Uh, but make sure you get those 19, the uh, 75th anniversaries before they're gone because they will go quickly. Quickly. Hey, John, work on that event, man. We'd like to do a remote down. We could do a little road trip down there. Enjoy it. All right. Up ahead, interesting author segment. We have Jack Duffy, author of The Man from 2063, uh, a super cool way to write a book. Uh, stick around. We're going to talk about what it is right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The Oliva family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. Here's a troubling fact. Your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is under siege by some form of smoking ban in every state in the Union. And federal S-chip legislation has increased taxes on cigars by over 52%. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is your voice across all levels of government, federal, state, and local in this great nation. Let your voice be heard. Join CRA for $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. This is Matt Booth from Room 101. Me and the guys at Kiss My Ass Radio just got our burners blown out. It was awesome. Can you feel it? With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo, inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers, celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities. Blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros. Crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo. A cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
welcome back. I just came here. My gang, Adam Kate, had some lovely lady. I'm feisty today. A little feisty. You punched me twice during the show. Yeah, man, I freaking need to go to the doctor now. I got you are not fingers. Superman. <laughs> had to rough step back. My hands are sore. Mindy? I'm punching you. Right. I'm not Duncan. <laughs> oh. She can't hit Duncan like that. Are you kidding me? He collapsed. Yeah, right. I would never. Duncan never does anything wrong that makes me want to punch him. Ew. He's that Ew. perfect. Um, Are you lying? No. Yes. I've seen you yes. go on tirades. <laughs> I've yes. seen you go on tirades, lady. Yep. Lying on the radio is not a good thing. <laughs> now, whether or not you ever laid your hands on him, I've never seen. But I've seen you be nasty to him. Oh, yeah. Downright nasty. You made me feel sorry for Duncan. I'm not a nasty person. That is not true. Like, Come on, Duncan. Step up. Just slap her, dude. Dude, open, open slap her. Stop that. I was rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, man. Nothing wrong with an open hand slap. Yeah, right. And we're going to get like a million calls on that. Kiss Patch Radio calls. is at no time whatsoever, indoors, or any time of violence whatsoever. I, I Please do not you. slap anyone else ever. I, Thank I you for listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. This has been a Kiss My Ash Radio PSA against violence. I just want you to know, I would never open hand slap a woman unless she really deserved it. <laughs> what about backhands? Is there a difference? It's a joke. It's a joke. It, All it's a joke. jokes aside. I have three young daughters. No one was ever going to lay their fingers on them. Except you. Yeah, I was going to say that, but that didn't sound too good on the no, air, so I let it go. I let it, it go. All right. It's interesting author time here on Kiss My Ash Radio, and we have an interesting author to you. Everybody give a big round of applause and a warm welcome to Jack Duffy, author of The Man from 2063. Jack, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hello, how are you? We're doing great, Jack. How about yourself? Doing fine. Well, Jack, I have to be honest with you. Our producer, John, here doesn't really get excited over many, many things other than making intros for this show. But he's been very excited about your book and praising it. And it seems to be a very interesting book from what he's explaining to me. It's a book that's fiction based on nonfiction. Did I say yes. that correctly? It's a, yes, it's a lot of history, a lot of factual material mixed in with a fictional story about time travel. You know, I always love those time travel books. Because at least three or four times they have to stop and really put it together. Let me see. He went back then, and that happened, and that happened. So tell us a little bit about the book. Well, it's based on uh, over 40 years of research that I've done on the JFK assassination. Uh, I wrote the book because I always was interested in the case and grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where it happened. And I've, uh, I became convinced many years ago uh, that it was a conspiracy that killed the president, like 80% of the country believes today. And so instead of writing another nonfiction book that was just going to repeat what other people had already written about, I decided why not combine a interesting story about a, a lawyer like myself who uh, is around in 2063, 100 years after it happens, and he finds out about a time machine, and he's interested in solving the crime once and for all. So he goes back in time, and he uh, exposes a conspiracy that killed the president and this time prevents it from happening and changes history. Then he goes back into the future and sees how he changed everything. Wow. That. That is a very interesting premise from the book. Uh, where did you get the inspiration to write that? Well, uh, like I said, I believe a conspiracy killed President Kennedy. We can talk about that while we have time this morning. Uh, Absolutely. There's, there's, uh, overwhelming, there's overwhelming evidence uh, after 50 years that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald could not have been the only person involved in this if he was involved in, at all. Uh, I believe there's evidence that's come out recently that uh, actually exonerates him as the murder of Kennedy. Uh, we can go into that in more detail, too. But uh, more, more, 
the majority of the country believes that there was a conspiracy and has always believed that way for 50 years. Well, let me ask you something. I mean, let, let's go over it now. I mean, it's always been a big question, and I, I think one of the reasons why, after all this time, people are so interested, because there's no really definitive story. Now, what is it through your research, and I'm going to assume your research that you've done has included government document files, uh, you know, stuff like that. What is it you have come to determine or believe the theory of what actually was, happened? Well, uh, I agree with a lot of researchers that I've talked with over the years and uh, witnesses that I've spoken with that uh, the evidence is overwhelming that people connected with the CIA and the mafia had to have been involved in killing Kennedy. Uh, there's just too much evidence that points to them uh, for them to be not involved. Uh, for one thing, uh, Oswald, uh, recent information came out that showed that Oswald was recruited by the CIA and sent over to Russia to spy for the CIA back in the late 50s, early 60s, that he wasn't over there being a defector like we originally were told by the Warren Commission, uh, that there was more to it than that. If that's true, then Oswald was an agent of this government, and that points right to the CIA as being involved in possibly killing Kennedy. Uh, the mafia definitely wanted to get rid of Kennedy because of Robert, uh, his brother, who was going after them as attorney general, and they had felt betrayed by the Kennedys because they helped get JFK elected. And the mafia and the CIA were already teaming up to kill Fidel Castro back at that time period, so they were already in cahoots with one another. And I don't think it's too far to imagine that they could have turned around and decided to kill President Kennedy since they were already in league to kill Castro. Do you feel that Oswald's involvement was not only voluntary, but he had no clue that part of the plan was that he was going to get assassinated himself? I think, and this is my own personal opinion, I can back it up with hard evidence. I believe that he was the patsy like you said he was. Uh, there's evidence that shows that he, he was in the lunchroom 15 minutes before the shooting took place. Uh, there's a witnesses that saw him down there eating lunch. At the same time, outside, witnesses remember seeing a gunman with a high-powered rifle in the sixth-floor window of the school book depository. And the reason why they knew the time is because the Hertz rent-a-car sign on top of the roof at the time flashed the time and temperature was very accurate. And several witnesses remember seeing 12.15 being flashed and they saw this person in the window. So if the times are correct, and we don't know for sure, but if these are thrown by one or two minutes, you know, Oswald can't be in a lunchroom and be on the sixth floor at the same time. Uh, that's number one. Uh, Oswald uh, was seen, uh, or actually a lady named Geraldine Reed uh, told Robert Grone, who's one of the leading researchers in the world, that uh, Oswald came into her office to get changed for a coke right as the shots were being fired at Kennedy outside. Uh, that just came out recently. Uh, he revealed that for the first time after she died. Uh, so all this information is coming out now that points to Oswald uh, you know, being possibly innocent. Uh, they did a paraffin test on his face that afternoon after he was arrested to see if there was gunpowder residue from firing a rifle, and it came back negative. Uh, it's another piece of evidence that points to him not having fired a rifle. It just, uh, there's a lot of information that's come out that points to him maybe being possibly uh, you know, the patsy that he said he was. You know, one of the things and why, you know, my little theory and why stuff and information like that never really gets out in the public strong is that because I believe there may have been some government involvement, obviously it's never going to get pursued. I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be a day where they'll really come out and say what really happened because, you know, God forbid we have a government that ever conspired to kill its own president, then we got problems. Um, what is one of the most popular tidbits or facts that most society believes is true that is not true about the JFK assassination? What is the one of the, like one of the biggest pieces of evidence that points to a conspiracy or 
Yeah, I mean, like, you know, for instance, like, people think that, you know, I mean, obviously, like, Lee Harvey Oswald being the sole assassin is one of them. Is there any other shocking piece of evidence that, pieces of evidence that the common population really doesn't know or hasn't heard of or is not popularized? Well, we've heard all the major theories throughout the last 50 years about who might have been involved. Uh, I can tell you one incident that happened two days before he was, Kennedy was killed in Dallas that proves a conspiracy that uh, came out through some other researchers. Uh, there was an incident that was documented by two police officers. They were driving down Elm Street in Dealey Plaza on the Wednesday before he was killed, and they saw two men dressed as FBI or Secret Service agents behind the picket fence on the grass, you know, with high-powered rifles with telescopic sights on the rifles, aiming the rifles down there at the plaza. And these police officers stopped their car and ran up there to confront the men, but the, the men saw them and got in their car and drove off so they could get to them. But they uh, made a documented report about it that afternoon to their superiors, and they didn't think anything about it until after Kennedy was killed there two days later in that same location. Um, the FBI buried the report because it was embarrassing. Uh, it tended to prove a conspiracy, and the report got snuffed out by the House Committee in the 70s, and uh, that's how we found out about it. So uh, there's one more piece of evidence that uh, has never been explained. If there's no conspiracy, what are these two guys doing up there behind the grassy old picket fence area, just like a sniper was two days later? Wow. Well, uh, Jack, uh, this is a very interesting book here. We're speaking with Jack Duffy, author of The Man from 2063, basically a uh, fictional book based on all current and solid data that he's collected based on the Kennedy assassination. Um, is this book available on Amazon.com for those people who want to look it up and then read it and purchase it? Yes, you can get it through Amazon. You can also get it through Barnes & Noble and through uh, uh, Pay Publishing, uh, which is the publisher. So those are the three ways it can be purchased. Well, it sounds like a very interesting book. My producer, John, has basically talked me into reading it. I'm going to see if I can find an audio book on it. But, Jack, I want to thank you very much. Uh, sounds like a great book. I'm going to check it out myself. Uh, thanks for coming. I kissed my ass radio. I hope you have a great weekend, sir. Okay, well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. Absolutely. All right, folks. Up ahead, we're going to have uh, the Cigar and Sale Insane Asylum, uh-huh. courtesy of CLE Cigars. We're going to talk about Season 3 of Fantasy Fumare. I'm going to give you a little smoke screens about some movies I saw recently Ooh. and uh, what to avoid and definitely not see. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. 
You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. This is Pete Johnson with Tatawai Cigars, and you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you. Good night! Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Eduardo Fernandez is at the front of one of the largest tobacco-growing operations in Nicaragua, producing strong flavors from the valleys of Jalapa, Condega, and Esteli. Casa Fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaf in all its factories. The Fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature. Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa leaf cigars, available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri, a 5x48, is now available in stores. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchiest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small-batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blend cigars at your nearest tobacconist today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Uh, Steve here with my team for your listening pleasure here in our closing segment of this Mash Radio. We'll talk about movies during the break, and I guess what was the comment on Facebook? You cannot have another Ghostbusters? Yeah. Because Bill Murray? You can't, you can't do Ghostbusters without Bill Murray. Who said we, who said we had to do without him? He can still be involved, a cameo, well, here's a the supporting other problem. role. Here's the other issue with that this is comment. Now that Harold Ramis has left us, yes. I do, you can't have Bill... Without, without, without Harold Ramos, yeah. What are you trying to prove here, anyway? 
it just it doesn't work. Maybe. I'm sorry. I, I wish we could have gotten it in. There was talk for years and years and years about doing Ghostbusters 3, yeah. and they had like a couple different script things, and they had Bill committed, and then a couple of the things backed out, and Dan wasn't available, but it you can't do it without Harold. I feel yeah, so I funky. Tough. But speaking of Bill Murray, mm-hmm. seen previews for his new movie, St. Vincent, mm-hmm. looks awesome. That this look could great. be a breakout role for Bill Murray. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing definitely an Academy Award nomination for this role. Well deserved. Saint Vincent looks very, very cool. I haven't even seen the previews. Off. It's basically this degenerate, drunk, gambling guy becomes a friend and somewhat of a father figure for a a nice neighborly kid. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and the mother's uh, what's her name? Tammy. I like her. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's her name? The actress, the big, Uh, the large woman actress. Oh. um, Oh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes, 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 yes. So she plays the mother. Yes. Very interesting. Speaking of movies, uh, give her. Yes, give it a pass. Don't see it. Awful. Very sad. I'm a big Jeff Bridges fan. Uh, Meryl Streep's in it. You're like, how can this movie go bad? Bad. Bad. Had to struggle to stay awake. Really? There's no catharsis. There's no filling. You really don't care. I was comparing it to sweet and sour chicken. You know? You go to a Chinese restaurant. Who orders sweet and sour chicken? I would. If That's I, like ordering chicken I, parmesan in an Italian restaurant. People that don't like Chinese. Exactly. Exactly. That's, you know? That's why I would order sweet and sour chicken. Dad, give away. Go see the movie. You might enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really, really awful. Weird concept. Weird ending. Didn't care for it. Uh, old movie that I saw recently that I was shocked how much I enjoyed it was the second Captain America movie. A Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Extremely enjoyable. Yeah. Well done. Not to mention that Johansson is super hot. Oh, yeah. I love her, man. She oh, is great yeah. in that movie. What I didn't realize is anybody who watches the show Agent of Shields, the first season was on, it was tied into that movie. So what was going on when the movie came out coincided to the TV series at the time, which I didn't know, which is very cool. Well, they had also very did cool. it when they, the new Thor came out in the fall. Yes. They also tied that in, too. Yes, they did. Correct. So very, very cool little mm-hmm. networking thing they the got Whedon going The Whedon universe yes. overtaking the world. Yes. Um, so, uh, go. Uh, what else? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, great movie. If you like the Avengers, you're gonna love this movie. I mean, just great lines, great dialogue. I'm a I'm a big fan of Farscape. It was a sci-fi series, one of the best ones of all time. I'm a big fan of that Earthling in another dimension. So all the humor is out of context and no one can understand it, but the audience kind of movie, which this is. He keeps making context jokes that no one gets. You know. The, the major villain's going to end the world, so he, he challenges him to a dance-off. I almost died laughing when he, did, when he did that. It was a great movie. So if you're out, there's some winners to go see. <laughs> Saw Lucy, too. I mean, listen, yeah, any, movie, any movie with Scarlett Johansson is almost worth seeing, regardless yeah. of what's going on. But, you know, okay, premise, all right. No big winners, but uh, Guardian of the Galaxy, if you're into Marvel, into superheroes, of which we know Emily's not, hasn't seen Man of Steel. I told you to go <sighs> see Man of Steel. The best Superman movie ever. Best I, Superman movie ever. I, Go see Man of I, Steel. You didn't like it? I didn't. Wow, I shocking. Didn't, I didn't. I gotta How could you not like Man of Steel? Here's the problem. I don't really care for Zack Snyder's directing style. Adam doesn't care. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> this, this is the problem I had with that. It jumped around so much. That it was just, you're here, you're here, you're, oh. young, you're old, it's back, it's forth. And That's all of a sudden I'm like, wait. How did they get here? And now they're fighting, and there wasn't really a... That was a brilliant movie. 
right? And it was brilliant because it really dealt with issues that you really never really thought of, like how the how the world really accepted him, the government, the whole military scene, how he lets him handcuff them. It was some good stuff. The whole thing with his father and letting his father die, dude. It, it was, and it just kept jumping around. It's like, listen, we haven't built to this. Best Superman movie today. Nothing against Christopher Reeve. It was the best for its time in its genre, but that by far was the best Superman movie made. Maybe today. I just need to rewatch it. I would definitely rewatch it. I might have it. been a little drunk. Because you and I are typically on the same page. Right. Typically on the same page. Yeah. Typically. We are. When it comes to this kind of stuff, we yeah. are. Okay, let's see who belongs this week in the Cigar Insane Asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This one, I just read the first line, seems to be a very interesting story. A meal nurse dubbed the penis collector by local media has been arrested for allegedly stealing male genitals from a hospital morgue. Oh, God. The 52-year-old man was arrested on suspicion, I didn't even know this was a charge, suspicion of possessing human body organs. Police say they found jars, yes, jars, jars, of human penises soaking in formaldehyde in his apartment. Cops suspect the man stole the penises from bodies in the morgue of the hospital where he worked. Uh, he has been released from custody pending a trial for disturbing the deceased. That's a charge, yes. If convicted, he could face up to two years in jail. I think that guy needs many more years in oh, a institution. Oh, I think he's like a, 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 a yeah, Yes, board. yes, many more years in an institution. You can't even make a movie out of that because it's just too disgusting. It's I'm sorry. Bad. It is That's disturbing. awful. It gives me, you, you you cringe. I cringe. You can't no. do it at all. Our, uh, our candy number two. A review of months of surveillance video ended in the arrest of a woman who was accused of stealing from Goodwill donation bins. Really? Wait till you see how much she Authorities stole. with the Jupiter of all places. I know, places. it's right here. Oh, Police Because you know that's the good Goodwill. Yeah. That's they, got the quality. That's, the, got that's the a quality Goodwill in Jupiter, the... Florida. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, Tina boy. Oglesby. Tina, Tina, Tina. <laughs> would drive her black Audi oh, up great. to the donation bins after Goodwill had closed and take whatever was inside. Investigator, investigator said Ogilvy took her underage daughter with him. Sure, keep it in the family. Oh, let's pass out the tricks of the trade to, really to my daughter. Uh, Two charges the bins now. Twice to participate. Unbelievable. When officers arrested Ogilvy on Tuesday, they said that she told them she got caught up with taking thousands of dollars worth of merchandise from the Jupiter Goodwill. $30,000. Yes, which to Goodwill is like millions. Uh... It goes so far. It goes so far to the health of human services. Officials said that all of the crimes add up to more than thirty-two thousand dollars worth of stolen goods in about three months in sixty separate incidents. She faces charges of burglary and two counts of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Tina Oglesby, you are not only a disgusting human being, you belong in a cigar and say asylum. Brought to you from CLE Cigars and Asylum Cigars. That, I had to chop that article up, but um, there was a part in there that they actually had caught her doing it, 
And the people at Goodwill had just verbally told her that you please, you need to stop doing this and like let her go. And she kept doing it. And she kept doing it. Duh. And then finally they had a call. That is why I call it. Okay, really quick before we go, Fantasy Fumari 3. Listen, everybody. Pay attention. This is season three here. This is great. It's our form of fantasy football. It's free. All you got to do is go to kissmyashradio.com and register. I think we already have 10 or 12 coaches. Yeah. We need four more coaches for the new season. So please go on and register. And basically what we do is we're going to have a draft day. You guys are going to draft three different cigars for your seasons. All right? Those cigars are going to be your players. And we're going to be based on total number of sticks sold for every period. And you'll advance. The winner of season three will get a $100 gift card to smoking cigars. A great way to win $100 for basically having fun and doing nothing. So please sign up. We need four more positions still open. Please sign up for Fantasy Fumari Season 3. Visit us at kissmyashradio.com and click on the link. Uh, we hope you had a great, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you have a great weekend in my traditional closing. I'd like to tell all of you, life is short. Savor the moments that count. Never be afraid to express how you feel. Because if anyone doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ash. Be merciless. Spare no cigar. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out. Take my big cigar. My cigar.